When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. Side of Midnight, I'm Frank Moreno. There's an old quote by George Bernard Shaw, which says, I may be paraphrasing, but it's something pretty close to this. Basically, the quote is, a reasonable man adapts to the world around him. An unreasonable man expects the world to adapt to him. That's why all progress is made by unreasonable men. And I love that quote. And I say that very thing at least once a week because there are so many times where I go against the grain and where the things that I do are just bizarre, right? I mean, I am, I'm trying to get certain words invented, certain pronunciations invented, and sometimes I'm successful in changing the names of my friends. One of my closest friends and one of my oldest friends, his name is Jason. He's pretty successful, um, you know, professionally and politically. And the whole professional world that he knows separate from me knows him as Jason. I, when we were in junior high school, renamed him Jack. And everybody that I have introduced him to knows him as Jack. And he answers to me as Jack. He's in my phone as Jack. Close friend of mine. Name's Brendan. But he is an attorney or had aspirations of being an attorney. I knew him before he was an attorney. And I said to him that he would be much more successful as an attorney if he would use, instead of Brendan, use your middle name. Instead of being Brendan T, whatever you are, instead be B. Thomas. And now there's a whole social circle that knows him only as B. Thomas. And it's something pretty much that I got going. So I learned something recently about Nikki Haley. And, you know, I've been critical of her, especially when it comes to foreign policy. But I love this about her. I think this is so cool. And I'm wondering if anybody else out there has done something similar. She renamed her husband. Back when she started dating the man who is now her husband, she looked at him and asked him what his name was. 
And he was puzzled because she knew what his name was. And he told her it was Bill, which she already knew. She says, you just don't look like a Bill. What's your whole name? To which he replied, William Michael. From that point on, according to her book that she wrote in 2012, can't is not an option. From that point on, she started calling him Michael, and all of her friends did the same thing. From the book, quote, Before we knew it, he was universally known as Michael. Everyone who knew him before I did knows him as Bill, and everyone who met him after I did knows him as Michael. He looks like a Michael. Mr. Haley even went by that name in a South Carolina newspaper bridal registry announcement ahead of the couple's wedding, and he still continues to go by Michael. And so it really got me thinking, what happens when you can't see yourself dating someone with a particular name or if you simply don't like your partner's name? What if the woman of your dreams had the same name as your mother? Would you stop the pursuit or would you call her by another name? The New York Times, in an article by, um, in the kind of the third wheel column by Gina Cherilis, asks the same question of men, meaning of women and the men they're dating. If Mr. Wright said his name was Chad, would that be a deal breaker? The idea of looking more like your name. Um, or more like a certain name than another name, could stem from specific memories that you have, specific characteristics that people have associated with certain names. If you meet enough bills, you're bound to form some ideas of what a bill looks like. I love this. I love that she changed her husband's name. I think this is this is tremendous. I think this is this is the thing I like her about about her the best. This reminds me of when Amy Klobuchar made a staffer um, <laughs> when he had forgotten the fork to her salad. He made her get a hairbrush that she could use as a fork to eat her salad. I thought it was hysterical, but. Apparently, according to Carol Brewis, a professor emeritus at the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota and a relationship social scientist, when a name evokes an emotional reaction, it's usually because of a past or current relationship with someone who had that or a similar name. You know, uh, my wife was involved with someone before we were together with a certain name, and I guess it didn't end well, and she now hates that name. She will not go along with that name for anything. If there's a character in a movie with that name, she won't watch the movie. She roots against the character. If there's a restaurant that has the same name as that, you know, that first name, she won't use it. And she just immediately takes issue with anybody that has that name. And um, I, I get it. I get it. Sometimes when that name evokes an emotional reaction, it evokes an emotional reaction. I'm curious of two things. One, I'm curious if you've ever done this. Just rename somebody, like I did with my friend Jason calling him Jack, or my friend Brendan renaming him as B. Thomas. Two, I'm curious what you think about Nikki Haley just 
renaming her husband. Now, she didn't totally rename him, as I did with my friend Jason. Uh, she plucked his middle name, which he never used, and made it his first name, essentially. I'm curious what you think of this. 800-848-9222. That's uh, 800-848-9222. Have you ever renamed someone? A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. You know who else did this? Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk had a brother named George who only Captain Kirk, Jim Jim Kirk, called Sam. Everyone else called him George except for Captain Kirk. Called him Sam. Now, I think that was his middle name, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was very interesting. All right, 800-848-9222. Have you ever renamed someone? And what do you think of Nikki Haley renaming uh, her husband? All right, uh, the original Rick is in New Jersey. Uh, original Rick, I hope you didn't get too crazy for your birthday yesterday. You can't get too crazy at 71. Like, all right. Whatever. Yeah, the, all limits are off. Tell that, to, uh, tell that to Vince McMahon. <laughs> anyway, uh, first of all, about renaming. I think we, uh, that's what nicknames are for. When we're not really comfortable with the real name, you name him, hey, Chip, you know, instead of calling him Bartholomew, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. No, 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 I, I'm, I understand. Well, I mean, for a lot of people, when you rename someone, you know, that that nickname is essentially what you're renaming them. You know, the, the new sheriff in Atlantic County, New Jersey, is named, they call him, his nickname is uh, Tokyo Joe. And that's what everyone called him growing up. And now that's what all the constituents call him. Tokyo no, no, Joe. Like with the mob, too. You know, the middle oh, names, yeah. you know. Totally. Give me the chin and all that. Anyway, about animals telling the uh, the weather, I just thought I'd chime in with a fun fact. Crickets. Crickets can tell you the exact temperature. Mm. You you, you uh, count the chirps. I don't know exact math. You'd have to Google it. You count the chirps in 15 seconds. Then you multiply it, and then you divide it. And I've tried it several times, and I'm camping. It's the exact temperature. The, 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 the servicemen in the war found this out, that they could tell the temperature by counting it. And I think it's just fascinating. So you think it's time that we, you know, do away with Groundhog Day and bring about Crickets Day? Oh, no, I love groundhogs anyway. So let's have a, a, a different day for everything. You know, I mean, why, why do we got to take away from the uh, well, No, to, I'm being facetious. I don't think uh, that we should you know take away saying. a day. Uh, 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 absolutely yeah. not. I think, uh, key, you know, again, I'm opposed to the cancel culture. Give every animal its day. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, exactly. All right. Happy birthday again, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. you. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Rocco, what's on your mind? Good, good evening, Frank. Yeah, everyone should have a day. Every person should have a day. Right, Frank? Nope, yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I have the habit of shortening people's name. Like my grandson's name is Jackson. I'll just call him Jack. My other grandson is Peyton. I'll just call him Pay. Uh, you know, my son is Nicholas. All right. Shorten it to Nick. Right. But I, I always do that. I like the one syllable deal. Sometimes my daughter-in-law doesn't like that. She says his name is Peyton. I said, all right, well, I'm calling him Pay. okay? Take it or leave it. That Don't do it in front of his friends. I don't want them to call him Pay. So <laughs> at the ball game, everyone is calling him Pay. Pay said, see, that's your fault. 
<laughs> I said, my fault. Hey, they're calling him pay. That's, you know, people do that. The interesting thing is my uncle um, Sal, his name was Salvatore, but everyone called him Sam. I don't know how that happened. Well, that happened. You know, know. Uh, Sammy Gravano, his real name was Salvatore. Ah, now I capisce. Uh, maybe. I mean, you I know, don't you know. know, speaking of names, right. there's one, um, you're, remind me, Rocco, you're of Italian descent or no? Hey, I was born in Italy. Okay. Right? All, right. All right. So you're, you're, you're actually, so. right. Okay. So you're Italian. So help me out on this one. Um, this is one name transition that I've never gotten. And I think it's only the case with, uh, Italian families. Why are people that name, that are named, Vincent referred to as Jimmy or James. That's a a good one because when I grew up in the Bronx in Jackson houses in the South Bronx, the deli was called Jimmy's, but his name was Vincent. Well, that that's what the, that's what the, in Italian households, Vincenzo, for some reason became uh, James or Jimmy. And I have never understood it. I've looked, I've researched this. I've talked with old school etymologists and I've never been able to make heads or tails of it. I don't know either, Frank. I can't tell you. I didn't understand it either. The guy's name is Vincent. He named his son Vincent. They called him Vincent, but they called him Jimmy. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Rocco, if that's your real name. Hey, you know what today is? Today is Martyrs Day. Today is also National Draw a Dinosaur Day. Today is, I don't know how they come up with these. Today is National Inane Answering Message Day. And today is also National Escape Day, which uh, also seems apropos because it's National Plan for Vacation Day. So there you have it. I guess the dog days of winter. Oh, uh, no, tomorrow is the last day of January, right? So I guess a lot of people are eager for dry January to be over with. Hey, just got a, an Instagram message here, and you can find me on Instagram as well at Morano Vision. That's M-O-R-A-N-O Vision. This is from a gentleman, a listener named Aaron, who writes, My name is Aaron. My middle name is Mervin. My wife renamed me Merv. Even my mom and dad sometimes call me Merv now. I hate the name Merv. It sounds like a noise. Merv. <laughs> All right, Merv. Um, hey, Tony, your real name is Anthony, or are you Tony? Your first name? No, uh, my first name is I'm Antoine. Antoine. So Tony is, uh, it's like a nickname yeah, for Antoine's French from Anthony. Yeah, okay. And, and Matt, you're Matthew, I assume. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Joe in Ronkonkoma. What do you have for us, Joe? I got a story for you, a quick one. Uh, my dad, when he was in second grade, his real name was Nazareno. And that his was his first grade, name? That was his first name? Uh, that was his, when he was born, his parents named him uh, Nazareno. Uh, when he was in second grade, he had a German teacher. And she looked at him and said to him, I remember the story so vividly, that you look like a Sam to me. Now, as a second grader, he went home and he told his mother and father, and his father was a very strict Italian man. And he actually went up to school and um, got in this woman's face. And she, she said, but the kids are making fun of him. They're calling him all sorts of slang words for Nazareno, Nazi and all this stuff. And she said, I think it would be beneficial if he would go by the name of Sam. 
And that name stuck with him, Frank, throughout his whole life. And I couldn't believe the story. And I, I always thought Nazarino was a really nice name, but that's what he went. He had his name legally changed eventually. And that's when he passed away, he said on his death certificate, Sam, you know, and uh, that was, uh, I thought it was an amazing story that that, that happened years ago, but that a teacher renamed my father. That is so funny. That is that is wild. I uh, I think that uh, that's really interesting. You know, that, thanks for sharing that story, Joe. 800-848-9222. You know, my Uncle Carmine, most of his friends knew him, including going up to adulthood, knew him as Eddie. And if you look in my, you know, he passed away, but if you look in my Aunt Camille's basement, you could still see some of his softball trophies each one of them is not written to um, – it's not written out for Carmine Morano. It's written out to Eddie Morano. Why? Because as a child, his brother, my grandfather, who I was named for, gave him – said that he – because I, I don't remember the, the what the source material was, but basically said that he was trouble like King Edward was experiencing in England. So he got the name Eddie because of a reference his brother made to King Edward, and that followed him around for the rest of his life. You know, it's funny when whenever we talked about whenever we talk about names, what always comes up? Ellis Island, right? There is a popular belief that immigrants' names were altered, shortened, or misheard by the bungling authorities at Ellis Island. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Ready? Wake up. If you are if you're a little groggy, straighten yourself up, turn the volume on your radio or your wireless device on right now to the highest it can be because I am about to blow your mind and everything and and everyone that you meet today is going to be impressed with this new knowledge that you now have. No one's family name was changed at Ellis Island. No one's family name was changed at Ellis Island. The popular belief that immigrants' names were altered, shortened, misheard, like in The Godfather Part Two, has been totally debunked. It is a complete and utter myth. That is according to a thorough debunking, which I am going to link to right now on uh, my Facebook page. You can check it out at uh, facebook.com slash Fan. It is totally bogus. And it was a debunking by professors Rosemary Metzaros and Catherine Penavaria that was spotted by Marginal Revolution. In fact, no names were written down at Ellis Island. The people coming to the United States were required to provide their contact information when buying the tickets for the journey. So their names were already recorded in the ship's manifest. Families might have changed their names after settling in the new country, but the scene that you see in uh, The Godfather Part Two of Vito Andolini becoming Vito Corleone, it did not happen. And a lot of people blame that scene in The Godfather Part Two for popularizing the urban legend. There you have it. Now you know the rest of the story. 
John is on Long Island. Hi, John. Hey, bud. A quick thing regards to you saying about Jimmy and Vincent. Um, My mother told me, my parents come from Italy, and she said there was such a thirst, a lot of Italians when they came here, they really want to simulate being American. They literally dropped their, their heritage. And sometimes a lot of these kids make, like, I, I can be a perfect example of this, is that they, they want to mix in so well that they actually change their names to, like, very Americanized names. My real name is Giovanni. When I went to school, the teachers, the teachers couldn't deal with that name. It was too long. And they told me to write John. And I just started to write John. And to the point now, I can't go back because it's in my system with the, with the license and so forth. Even like the name, like, oh, this guy named Larry. The real name is Lorenzo or even like Robert, Bobby, Roberto. So a lot of Americans done, a lot of Italians did it to simulate with the Americans to see more American lives. And Jimmy was one of those. I know a guy named Jimmy. He's Italian. He, his name is Vincenzo. He told me that because he said, well, you know, we fit in better with the American name. And that's, that's what I right, right, John, John, think about yeah, everything you just said, right? So you're yeah. Giovanni, and that becomes yeah. John. Makes sense. Right. Roberto becoming right. Robert uh, makes sense. Uh, Francesco becoming Frank uh, makes right. makes sense, right? Those are all just in- English versions of the common name. But if you're Vincenzo, right. you, why wouldn't you just go by Vincent? You know, again, the simulation question. It could be like they just like that name. They felt someone in the neighborhood was Jimmy. They liked the person, and and so they, they picked that name as the best fits them or makes them fit into the, into the uh, into the environment. But, but I don't you, know. You get That's what I'm point. saying, though, right? Like yeah, every, totally. all the other names that that you just described, they're yeah. basically just English versions of the Italian name. But Jimmy is not the English version of Vincenzo. Vincent is. Yeah. There's no such thing as Jimmy in Italian. There's no name to translate to Jimmy at all. <laughs> You're right, you know. Yeah. So, John, I, try. <laughs> I appreciate. Hey, no, I appreciate the feedback, uh, Giovanni. Thank you. You know, Giuseppe, you become Joe or Joseph, right? I mean, I get the Americanization. What I don't get is the bizarre Americanization going from Vincent to Jimmy. Because even people that are named Vincent, they call them Jimmy in a lot of Italian households or Italian neighborhoods. I've never gotten it. Never understood it uh, in the least. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Noam Layden coming up in just a bit. I had hoped uh, to be able to chat with Sid Rosenberg today live from Israel, but we have not been able to uh, get in touch with him. He is tied up with a lot of things over there, so who knows? Hopefully we'll chat with him before he comes back from Israel. Mickey in the Boogie Down Bronx. Mickey, what do you think of Nikki Haley changing her husband's name? Well, I I immediately thought that she hated early rock and roll music because of Bill Haley and his comments. (laughs) Does that sound right? What do you think? (laughs) That is very funny. I'm embarrassed that I didn't think of that. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, she's a strange chick, as as they say on the street. Anyway, so you know, changing the husband's name, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, Mickey, yeah. thank you, uh, Jim in Baltimore. If that's your real name, hi, Jim. Uh, uh, hello, Frank. Um, a lot of my friends, I mean, throughout uh, elementary school, they call me by James because that's what the teachers call me. But uh, I always know when somebody calls me James, it's from 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 then. And well, uh, what's, what's your real name? Uh, James. Oh, okay. Uh, and so everybody, oh, everybody, everybody that I'm, I, that's close to me calls me Jim or Jimmy. 
Well, you know, it's a funny thing with me. Everybody that I grew up with and everybody in my family, they all call me Frankie. But everybody that knows me from radio or that I met either in school or professionally, because I introduced myself as Frank, they all call me Frank, right? So it's um, I have this whole group of people that know me as Frankie that, you know, basically from growing up or from, you know, from family, but everyone, kind of like you, everyone that I met from school or from the workplace, they all call me, they all call me Frank. 800-848-9222. Mike, what's your view on this? So, you know, a lot of times names got Americanized. Like my father, his name was Antonino, but he never knew that. And we found out when he passed that his birth certificate was Antonino. They just called him Anthony because he actually grew up at Mount Loretto. Uh, and he really, you know, he was three years old when he went there. So he really never knew his name was Antonino. Oh, that's interesting. And my wife, when, when she came from Sicily, her name is Mariella, and her whole family took American names. And she wanted to go back to using the name Mariella, but everybody knew her as Maria. So it's like nobody could grasp it. So it was like kind of weird, you know? <laughs> that is weird. Hey, Mike, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Hey, David in Connecticut, give me your thoughts. How you doing? Yeah, name is David. I think I, I, I'm married to Italian, you know, Italian family, right? My, my wife's Italian, not, not me. But I, and, and, her brother Jimmy, uh, who's named after his his grandfather Vincenzo, and what I'm pretty darn sure the reason why the name was Jimmy rather than Vinny fits into the theme of Americanization of names, because Vinny, I guessing this is my my own theory, but I thought about it for years. Vinny still has an Italian descent to it in terms of an American name, and Jimmy. It's all American. It's a 100% American name, Jim, Jimmy. And I think why Jimmy was picked was because it was just sort of, it, it, you know, Vinny, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy. It, it kind of fell into it uh, as an Americanization of Vincenzo and Vinny. That's well, my theory. You know, I, I could buy that. I could buy that. But, you know, there are a lot of um, very ethnic Italian names. You know, um, Carmine, for instance, my son's name, even though he's the most Irish-looking Carmine Moreno that anybody's <laughs> ever seen, but uh, putting that aside, you know, why would that not apply to names that are uh, very ethnically Italian, like, um, you know, you know, like, like Angelo or, or Carmine? Why wouldn't they all be Jimmy? Why is it just specific? Specifically, Vincent that becomes Jimmy. Well, well, shorten Carl. Give it, give it. What's the right word? Give a, a familiarization or a warm. Try Carmine. What would you call him, Carmi? You know, if you were a little kid, I'm talking a little kid in the family. You wouldn't call him Carmi, right? I'm thinking you. You would. Probably, I don't know how you would shorten that with endearment, right? right. Well, and, and, yeah. Neither do I. I mean, you know, my wife calls him Carm sometimes, but yeah. Carms, there you go. That's well. That's yeah, yeah. You know, it's a theory, but I, I mean, I, honestly, goodness, I, it's, you know, I'm listening to you late at night, and I, I, I always thought about it, and that was that was my takeaway. Well, if you come up with any other answers, uh, David, uh, <laughs> do give me a call because this is something that I literally have researched for years, and I've never gotten an adequate explanation as to the derivation of it. So, if you do, um, if you do any additional homework on it, let me know what you come up with. You got it, my friend. Thanks, David. It. Appreciate you calling. Gnome Layden is here. You know what Gnome's middle name is? You, you have any idea what Gnome's middle name is, Tony? I have the slightest idea. I'm not joking here. It's Gnome Ishkabibble Layden. 
Wow. Isn't that something? <laughs> Say that three times. Yeah, I, I have no desire to. I'm not sure he I'm not sure how he feels about that last name. I'm not sure he's crazy about it. All right. Noam Ishkabibble Layden will join us in just a moment. Uh, this is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano, and uh, I am ready to be informed. I hope you are too, because ready or not, here he comes. Stand by for the other side of midnight's news. From New York City, the other side of midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Hello, no. Good morning, Frank. Apparently, kids don't like going to school anymore. Post-pandemic, the absenteeism rate across the country is astronomical. Talk to any school district, including New York City, but any school district around the country, and they'll tell you one of their biggest problems is getting kids into the classroom. I actually have this with my own kid, in all honesty. My younger one, 
He doesn't want to go. Now, how old was he when the lockdown started with the he pandemic? He was uh, 11 or 12. So, Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so that's at your most impressionable. Of course. In terms of formative years. But they can't get kids to show. Uh, you have school districts across the country where, on an average day, about uh, 60% of the students are in the classroom. That You know, just numbers that you never would have guessed wow. pre-pandemic. That is crazy. Isn't it? So Ohio is going to try to push through this bill. There are, are a lot of people on, on favor of this. Well, they'll start paying kids to go to class. What? Yeah. How much? 50 bucks a month. Okay, well, that's actually... I mean, I can't even believe I'm having this discussion. Wait, so we pay to educate the... We and do. this is a public school. This is, yeah. We pay to educate them in the first place. We pay the teachers. We pay the custodial staff. We pay for the electricity in the building. Mm-hmm. Pay every aspect of this. And now we're going to pay the kids to show up? Yeah, well, in the Toledo School District, that's one of them. There's a bunch of them across the state that are having this issue where they'll have uh, 42% absenteeism absenteeism rate in the 2023 school year and so they want to build on getting kids to show up in the classroom because the key here they'll say is an education is your future right everybody always tells you that that's the argument and so if we get you in the classroom better chances you'll be a productive human being post high school whatever you decide to do i think this is absolutely insane now you can also argue that maybe um you have a better shot at uh a long-term financial future by exploring a trade i mean are we also going to pay kids that don't want to go to school and want to instead go to you know a mechanic school or a trade school of some sort are we going to pay them 50 dollars a month as well it makes no sense to me maybe that's the next step but it'll start they're going to start with a couple uh different districts across ohio if this passes and they think it will where they'll pay kids in kindergarten so the parents will get 50 bucks a month to get their kids to the classroom in kindergarten and they'll pay ninth graders 50 bucks a month to go to class and it doesn't stop there by the way there'll be incentives for getting good grades as well so you know you probably had this when you were growing up. There was always like some kid in your class who was like, I got straight A's and my parents are giving me $150 yeah, per well, A. Okay, I, and I get that. And I know that's always been a debate about whether you should reward children for a good grades. But I think it's so different if... And I'm not sure even how I feel about that, but I think it's so different if the parents make that decision to pay the child for good grades or or some sort of great school performance versus if the taxpayers are doing it. Well, we would be on the hook, or at least in Ohio, the taxpayers would be on the hook not only for this 50 bucks a month that they would give to kindergarten parents getting their kids to class and to ninth graders who show up to class. They would get this 50 bucks, but uh, you would also get $500 at the end of the year. If you get good grades above 3.0, you would also get a $150 bonus at the end of the year if you're at 90% higher for showing up to class during the course of the year. So by the end of the year, you could make some serious cash off the taxpayers if you're a kid who just shows up to class. If they bring this to New York, I had a pretty good attendance record in school. I would like to be paid uh, retroactively for all the classes that I attended. Well, you might have an argument there. I, I, I am going to raise this. I think this is crazy. Go around the world, and there are sites around the world that everybody wants to see. One of them, for me, was the pyramids in Giza. Yeah. Oh, you saw those? Yeah. Great. It's as good as everybody says? It is. And, and obviously they, built by aliens, obviously, right? Of course. Naturally. I mean, how else could it have been exactly. done? <laughs> yeah. So the Egyptian uh, tourism industry, like so many around the world, is trying to attract more people to come to their country. To, tourism is about 10 or 20% of the economy in Egypt. And so there is this very controversial move 
to rehab the pyramids. Have you seen this? No. I was watching this video yesterday. I was really surprised what was going on. It's not a matter of just cleaning it up. They want to fix up the pyramids. So, and you have all these archaeologists that are saying, you can't do this. So they don't want to just clean it up and make it look okay. They want to improve on what's already there. And uh, the Antiquities Board in Egypt is on board with this move, and they've started some of this work already. But there is just outrage around the world. They say, wait a minute, you can't improve on the pyramids. You could clean them up, you know, because they're dirty from the pollution's really bad in uh, Cairo, where, you know, not too far away from where these pyramids are. And so, you know, over the years, they've done some stuff to rehab it that way. But this is, they're actually going to improve on it. So some of the faces of these pyramids, uh, you know, they've worn away from years of just being in the environment. They would improve on these faces and get them back to where they once were. And so a lot of people saying you shouldn't do it, but Egypt says, no, we need the tourism dollars. We're going to start doing this work right away to improve so, upon it. I guess the, the rationale in in terms of not thinking it should be done is because people say that that's not, you know, a that's not a direct result of what it was in when it was built in ancient times, right? You're right. kind of artificially propping it up. It. Yeah. yeah. That's like they said, one of the examples was they said, why don't you take the Tower of Pisa and make it straight? <laughs> Ah. Which is, would defeat the whole purpose of going to visit. That's very Tower funny. Pisa. But you know what, though? <clears throat> Not that the boardwalk in Coney Island is at all the same as the ancient uh, pyramids of Giza. But when the boards start deteriorating on the boardwalk, they replace them. Of course. Right? So, I mean... But they're not it, thousands of years old. I know, but is it that big of a deal to fix something that's been ruined through wear and tear? Maybe it is. I'd have to... I want to give this one some thought. You have a lot of si- how many siblings do you have? I have um, one and a half. Oh, so I thought you had more than that. Well, no, I have three, but we're technically half siblings. We have the same father, different mothers. So if you add all three of them together, they're one and a half. And how many of them did you grow up with in the same house? Well, well, I was I spent a lot of time in, with both my. I was they're much younger than me, um, but but I spent a lot of time w- with all three of them, and you know about half the time. I'm so, guessing you're wondering why I'm asking these well, questions. Well, I mean, you ask. I thought you're just a naturally curious person. I am. Maybe but, you're uh, working on a Frank Morano unauthorized biography. I am. It's coming out next year. Uh, the Journal of uh, Family Issues has come up with this new study on the mental health of people who have siblings. Mm. So I have four siblings uh, that I grew up with in the household. And what they did is they actually uh, did this long-term study on eighth graders, and they assessed their mental health to determine the impact of having siblings on their well-being. And what they found when they added up all the evidence is the effect of siblings on mental health is more negative than positive. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But why the eighth grade? I mean, I'm not clear why. What's magic about that particular? Not sure why they picked eighth grade in particular. Maybe but, they just so they decided measured to choose a year. eighth graders with siblings. Yeah, and monitored the mental health of eighth graders. Exactly. I see. Okay. And they did this all over the world, different countries around the world. In China, only children, which there's a lot of, because of they had the sibling rule, the the child sure. rule right. for a long time. In China, only children reported the best mental health. Really? Yeah. I must say, I am surprised to hear this. Now, while in the United States, those with no or one sibling uh, had similar high mental health. So if you know people who are only children, uh, they tend to have the best mental health, according to this study. So I was an only child for at least a decade, right? And on my mom's side, I'm still, you know, an only child. 
And my wife is one of nine. So it stands to reason I have far better mental health than my wife does. Oh, and do you think that's right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. You're not spending 300 bucks a, a session to see a uh, therapist. No, I just spent $300 on postage stamps. That's <laughs> yeah, right. that's how healthy I uh, my mental health is. So you know what does the study really tell us in the end? Uh, they're not telling parents, hey, you know, you should just make your uh, families child only, one child only families, but they say it's something to watch out for. And some of what it is, and I can attest to this growing up in a large family of five kids, is they say it's that, uh, you know, it's the parent one-on-one parent thing. When you're one of five kids like I was, you don't get a lot of that one-on-one parent time because there's so many kids in the household, whereas if you're an only child, you get an enormous amount of that, and they say that probably plays a lot into the mental health of these kids. I, who I have, can buy that, actually. Yeah. I, I, my And my wife is one of nine, and she loves all of her siblings, but she always said, you know, when we were talking about getting married and having children, that she would never, ever want nine children because she felt that it was uh, kind of unfair to be in a family that large and she did feel and I think her siblings I don't want to speak for them but a lot of them did feel somewhat neglected by not getting that kind of one-on-one attention it's so interesting I had the exact same thought when I started having kids I'm like I'm not gonna have five I mean I had a great growing up you know I had a great childhood but I didn't get a lot of one-on-one time with the parents all right so that's the lesson and that's why I'm in therapy (laughs) (laughs) if you you want well-balanced children you got to have very few of them. Yes. That's it. The lesson learned. And what do you have? Two or three? I have two kids. You have two. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're from what you've described, pretty mentally well You know, you got to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been something, Noam. Good luck with the uh, unauthorized Frank Morano uh, biography. Thank you. All right. And now you know the rest of the story. 800-848-9222. Laura is on Staten Island. Uh, she has been patiently holding. Hi, Laura. Hey. Hi, Frank. How are you? Um, yeah. I'll, thank God. First, I want to say let's move to the conversation that you just had. Thank God I have a, uh, just one one child. Uh, and ironically, his name is James. Oh. And with the okay. Vincenzo... Um, I did some research, too, because I um, know somebody that his name is Vincenzo, and they call him Jimmy. So they say Vincenzo is the nickname Chenz, and Chenz, like James, hence Jimmy. So I think that might be one of the reasons. So uh, let me just follow this. So Vincenzo, the the nickname, the shortening of Vincenzo is is Chen's, and, you know, I get that. You know, when I interviewed um, Vincent Chin Giganti's daughter, she said that's why he's called Chin, because uh, his his mother would call him Vincenzo, and it would be Chen for short, which then became Chin. But so Chenzo becomes James because Chenzo sounds like James? It's kind of... No, Chen. 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 Chen becomes James. And then James hence Jimmy. Yeah, I get the James. So Chen's is James, and then Jimmy from James. Okay, all right. Uh, I've uh, also yeah, and also with the James, like when anybody call my son James, I I mean Jimmy, I would correct them because I hate the name Jimmy, and I would say it's James. So I get that too. Interesting conversation. What about Jim? Do you have a similar problem with Jim? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the deal was when when I when, between me and my husband, if I had a girl, I named the girl. If he had a boy, he named the boy. I wanted Christian, but he he got he he got we got the boy, so 
had to be a woman of my word, and it was James. But I love that name now. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, no, my my wife was uh, reluctant to come to the Carmine dance, but now she really likes it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I know some Jameses that are Jim, and I know some that are Jimmy, but my co-brother-in-law, who's James, for instance, he's just always James. I don't think anybody calls him Jim or Jimmy. Sometimes you just get in the habit of of doing that. I had a a, a close friend that we were in in high school, and everyone knew him Mm -hmm. as Bobby. But then when we got out of high school, he wanted to be Robert. And now everybody knows him as Robert. He just made the decision. He was going from Bobby to Robert. I guess that's what happens. Well, yeah, my brother's Anthony and everybody calls him Tony. There you go. You, 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 you yeah. and, uh, you, your brother's not uh, Tony who works here, is it? No. All right, well. Uh, it's fine if it is, you know, if wondering how, yeah. you know, you got on through nepotism. Thank you, Laura. Tony, that's not your sister, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Do you have siblings? Yes, I have uh, three sisters and two brothers. Oh, so you got a lot. Yeah. So how? what do you feel about the, what Noam just brought to our attention about the b- mental health of people that have a lot of siblings? Now, I have, I'm 11 years older than my, my one sister, and I'm 18 in, than the other. Okay. So, I was out the house when they came, gotcha. so I was doing gotcha. my own okay. thing. I was Got independent. It. Yeah, I, uh, I'm c- kind of in the same boat. I was a lot, uh, a lot older in uh, in many respects. All right, we are going to do 15 seconds of fame, whatever your name is, in a moment. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running. Everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of midnight, six minutes until the top of the hour. We're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. You know, it's interesting. I was reading over the weekend. We all hear about invasive species. And one thing that you don't necessarily think of as an invasive species is the goldfish. But it is. It released into the wild, the humble goldfish can grow into a monstrous size and destroy habitats for native species. And Canadian researchers are tracking the fish so that they might be culled. 
And there's this big story about what's gone on in Lake Ontario, where these goldfish have just become giants, giants, and they have really gotten out of control and they're trying to figure out what can be done about them. And do you know what the most common invasive species in America is? Cats. Feral cats. Um, More than 100 million feral and outdoor cats function as an invasive species with an enormous impact. Every year in the United States, cats kill over a billion birds. And look, it's not the cat's fault. It's because people are irresponsible with breeding them. And it's not just birds, but other small mammals as well. This is a stunning level of predation, and it is unsustainable for a lot of species that are already declining in terms of birds. So that's one of the many reasons we've got to get this cat population under control because they are an invasive species. Not so bad as the goldfish, but they're out there. So I say it every day. Get your dog or cat spayed or neutered. All right. If you have something to say, keep it short, keep it pithy, keep it interesting. Extra points if it's funny. 800-848-9222. The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Mike. What's in a name? World-renowned Greco-Italiano chef Cristobal calls himself Chris. Mike. Morning, Frank. Taylor Swift and her BF, Travis Kelsey, are the current PSYOP, positioning to influence elections, pharma, and product. And when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and they will, it's straight to Disney and a meet-and-greet. Mission continued. Roger. Indeed. In the past 30 years in particular, China and Russia have been protesting about the United States' 750 military bases aimed at encircling both China and Russia. Thank you. E. Frank. Yes, Frank. Uh, My name is E. Frank, and I've come to the conclusion that it is that because Mayor Lindsay wanted it that way, and Richard Nixon was the president. Go, city council, go. Peter. I'm planning a trip to Africa. And you know, one of the first countries I want to visit is Israel. Thank you. George. James O'Keefe of O'KeefeMediaGroup.com is fighting to save America. Please support O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, 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 O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. Jay. You can't feed them, don't breed them. Cats, dogs, and kids. Roger. Well, the door's open now. I think Trump should sue everybody that's ever defamed him in the last 10 years, uh, 83.3 million, starting with Hillary. Ray. I see your point, Frank, about not being in the Middle East. We shouldn't be there, but we can't have people spanking our troops around. Bill. This is more on, this is more on. Alfredo. Frank, uh, God is uh, talking to you. Spread the war, no more wars. And finally, Gary. Good morning, Frank. Two more Jimmy James. Actor James Franciscus and Jimmy Durante. There you go. James Franciscus, great 
in the first Planet of the Apes sequel, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I enjoyed that one very much. Until tomorrow, God willing, Frank Moreno, good day.